Blog Talk Radio. going on everybody it is thursday that means the always 100 podcast is live tonight on blog talk radio blogtalkradio.com uh on apple podcast by searching always 100 podcast in the itunes store uh how's it going we're gonna have a great show tonight uh the afc and afc west is the topic also week one of college football it is football season in the McKenzie household and all around the world, and we couldn't be more excited to bring you the content that you guys want and deserve. Uh, so enough of me blabbing on. Let's introduce our guests. First of all, we have the co-host of the Always 100 podcast on location this time. Hey, Mom. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? All location, okay. all location today. Yep, I'm multitasking today. Yeah, so cool, cool, I cool. am here and can't wait to get it started. Cool, cool, cool. And the next and final guest, uh, at least for right now, is Uncle Trevor uh, from PA. Hey, Uncle Trevor, how's it going? It's going good, Quinn. How you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. It's football season. I'm very, I'm energized. I'm happy. Got ESPN on, got UCLA and Cincinnati on the on the TV. It's just a very good time of the year. So, anyway, enough of that. Let's get let's get to the show here. Uh, look, it's the last week of this division preview scenario. And uh, hey, mom, have have you have you enjoyed the uh, scenario uh, with the division previews? Have you enjoyed Have you enjoyed doing that? I enjoyed it immensely. Cool, 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 cool. I'm gonna try. How about you? Have you have you enjoyed uh, the division preview shows? Oh yes. I, 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 yeah. I love okay. It. Cool, I'm, cool, I'm, cool. I'm really in the mood. Really in the mood tonight. College football is starting. Number one, Clemson's out there. Football is here. Ooh, baby. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. It's gonna be absolutely incredible. All right. So look, we're gonna start the show, and we're gonna talk about the AFC West, because let's be honest, the AFC West is the more, the more um, fascinating division here. And we're going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs, because well, that, that's just the place we're going to start. Look, the Kansas City Chiefs, one could make the argument that the Kansas City Chiefs should have gone to and won the Super Bowl last year. Um. Right now, as we stand here today, Kansas City is six to one odds to win the title. Um, so, I mean, they're they're the favorite to win, and they should honestly. And they're also the favorite at eleven to four to win, uh, along with my Patriots, to win the AFC. And they're also a big favorite in the AFC West. And I'll get that for you right here. They are four to nine odds. I'm not sure what that works out to, but they're the favorite in the AFC West. Look, everyone knows. What, what the deal is with the Kansas City Chiefs. D Ford, if you stay onside, you're going to the Super Bowl. It's very simple. You, you were three yards in the Patriots' backfield. Sorensen picked off Tom Brady, and, yeah, they were right to call it. Even though it had nothing to do with the play, the man was three yards offside. Kansas City rewarded him by shipping his butt to San Francisco so he could play with Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you know, that, that's just the way it is. Mahomes was unbelievable. Um, MVP of the league, 55,000. I mean, what else could you say about him? He, he, he was terrific. Uh, but losing Kareem Hunt, that's a problem. And he, uh, one could also assume that he's there. They probably don't lose. They'd probably beat the Patriots in January too. So Kansas city's got a lot to prove and they got the most pressure to me in the AFC because 
one really could say that you should be the favorite Kansas City and you're probably going to be the number one seed. It's time for you to get the job done. Let's see if they can. Mom, go ahead. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing if Patrick Mahomes can be as dynamic as he was last year. Uh, And, yes, they should have been in the Super Bowl, but you can't just blame B. Ford for that. You know, every game, it's a multitude of reasons why teams lose, right, and why teams win. It just so happened that D. Ford's blunder (laughs) was very public, and it was at the end of the the game in a very dramatic fashion that he made that big mistake. So, um, yeah, that's how he got rewarded by being shipped off. But I still think that Kansas City is going to be top dog in that division. And along with Mahomes, I'm waiting to see Travis Kelsey, how he helps his young quarterback. And I, I do want to see who they um, project to be. And I don't know this offhand, who they project to be the running back um, for the team this year and special teams. So I'm not really sure about who they have in those positions because I have not looked it up. Uh, I shouldn't say that, but I haven't looked it up today. Um, so I'm waiting to see this evening um, with the games how they, how they progress. But all in all, I do feel that Kansas City will be top dog. Go ahead, Trevor. What do you, what do you think? Well, Kansas City's offense will not be what it was last year. There's no way that Mahomes is going to have another 50-touchdown past year. Teams are going to, they definitely game plan for him. They've lost – Kareem Hunt, so I'm not sure what kind of running game they're going to have. The defense was a joke last year. I mean, it, was, it was a joke. It was a disgrace. I was happy to see New England in the Super Bowl because at least they, they could spell defense. Kansas City could not. I mean, so I am, I am, I, their defense, they, they, they fired their coach. That's one step. And... So, I mean, I mean, they can't be any worse than what they were last year. That's oh, one bright spot you can say about the defense. But I think the offense is not going to be as powerful as it was last year. So, I think Kansas City, they're not going to be as explosive. But um, they still might, that still might be enough with, um, considering that division they're in and some of the losses that a couple of the other teams have had. So, right now, I guess I can make them the favorite. But I, Mahomes is going to throw more interceptions and less touchdowns this year. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, well, he already he threw twelve last year. I mean, so it wasn't like he just he didn't throw any interceptions. But I mean, I, I'm really honestly, I, I'm just re- really ready to see, you know, Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid. What, 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 what are we doing here, Andy Reid? Are we we're gonna we're gonna win an AFC Championship game or what? Because I mean, we we can we can blame everybody else. We can blame Mahomes. We can blame D Ford. We can blame Kareem Hunt for shoving that shoving that lady. And we're not going to make light of that because he really shouldn't have done that, and that's wrong. Everyone knows that. But on the football field, I mean, hey, Kareem Hunt, you you, you don't be an abject fool. You probably you're probably going to the Super Bowl. And yes, Uncle Jerry, we we've talked about this before. Um, off the air, yeah, Kansas City's defense was absolutely embarrassing. I mean, it, it was just awful. I mean, they, they, they could – the two of us probably could have tackled more people in the Kansas City defense. I mean, they, it was just atrocious. I mean, it, and the game that we, we talk about religiously off the air, 54-51 against the Rams. I mean, I mean, nobody wanted to play defense that game. And I, I was really glad we didn't get to see that in the Super Bowl because it would just have been a joke. You know, like, try, Casey, try to play defense this year. You may like it. Like, just try, please. So, I mean, it, it, it's just it's just one of those things where, you know, they should be the favorite. And, look, they probably are going to be the favorite and probably get to uh, the Super Bowl in my estimation because I just think, with what the Patriots lost, and you just, you know, I just think they're at this point a little bit better, but if push came to shove, would I be picking them in the AFC Championship game? No, because of Andy Reid, because 
Andy Reid every chance you get. He's been to six conference championship games. He's won, what, one of them, two of them, something like that. The guy, the guy, guy's choked under the big pressure um, until he shows somebody that he could do something different. Um, Kansas City's not going to be the Super Bowl team when they have every right to be. All right, we're going to go switch up here and go talk about the Oakland Raiders. And the reason why we want to talk about the Oakland Raiders is because they're the most interesting team this offseason. Antonio Brown has been in the news for all the wrong reasons and nothing to do with football. This helmet don't look good. That helmet don't look good. You can't recertify the old helmet. He, he's he's in a fight with Roethlisberger. I mean, he's talking about Derek Carr. But I mean, de- like, Antonio Brown, what, what are you doing? Now, I think um, once Antonio Brown gets on the field, he'll basically show everybody why he's been a top one or two receiver in the league the last half decade. Um, you know, I think he's going to have a fantastic season, but um, – He's losing me as far as likability is concerned. Um, also, Derek Carr, you know, you got Derek Carr. I mean, we got you got to see if you're any good here because there are teams that may want to pay you if Oakland doesn't. But, you know, if you play like garbage, if you play like garbage this season, you're not going to get paid by anybody. So um, it'll be a rebuilding year for the Raiders. Their over-unders in Vegas for wins is like five. So... Um, I think I'll go over that total, but um, they got Oakland's got to show some progress here uh, with the t- with what they uh, got this off season. Other Trevor, your your thoughts on the Raiders? I think Oakland is a, basically a, a lame duck team this year. They've already announced they're going to Las Vegas next year, so they really don't have a home field advantage. I mean, the fans probably could care less what they do in Oakland. And I think the team is already preparing for what they're going to be like in 2020. So I think, I, think, I mean, they go on the road, they got eight road games. So they got eight games at home where their fans probably could care less. So it's going to be a rough year for them. I think Antonio Brown's definitely going to feel the difference playing with a quarterback who, who knew how to ad-lib and scramble and, and make plays out of nothing to somebody who can't do that with Derek, with Derek Carr. And I think when that when that happens and he realizes that he's not going to do as well with Derek Carr, then you're going to see trouble that's going to occur in the locker room. But, like I said, this is, this is kind of like a throwaway year for Oakland. They're just waiting to move to Vegas, get, get through this year, and, and I guess prepare for their new home. So I, I see them maybe 6 and 10, Five and eleven, and maybe Antonio Brown getting traded or dealt midway through the season. <laughs> once wow. he's seeing Derek Carr have it out, which is huh. definitely coming. Huh? You see, so you don't you think he's even going to make the 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 end of the season? You think he's going to get dealt the middle of the season? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it might be. It might become unbearable. Wow. It might become unbearable. It almost became unbearable with this helmet thing. But I think right. Derek Carr is not, is not Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger scrambled around, and Antonio Brown might not get open right away. You notice him. He's not, getting, he's not creating a lot of separation. But Roethlisberger yeah. ad living back there gives him time to, to adjust his routes. And, and then he gets a lot of his yards off of Roethlisberger ad living. Derek Carr can't do that. And Derek Carr huh. isn't as accurate as Roethlisberger either. So, well, I agree. What I you saw in the preseason is only, is only a, a preliminary of what's going to happen during the regular season. So, it's only a brown. All right, Mom, get in here. What, what, what are your thoughts there? <laughs> well, I think that, um, uh, well, the Raiders are – Interesting. I agree with you on that that regard. Um, I love watching them on HBO, <laughs> but I think that they're going to do a little bit better this year than they did last year, but not much. 
Um, to me, John Gruden still needs to prove himself as a coach because I don't care what anybody says. He won that Super Bowl at Tampa Bay with Tony Dungy's team. That's the long and the short of it. And after that, all his teams went and fell flat. So what can he really do as a coach? Yes, he could run his mouth as an analyst. So could Mike Mayock. But what can they do as a tandem to get the right players in the right positions to make that team, you know, bolster and, and be prosperous? Right now, I don't know if they have the talent there. And as far as Antonio Brown, I definitely think Mike Mayock is, is fed up with him, but I don't think they're ready to kick him to the curb just yet. And even if he does have it out with Derek Carr, I, I don't know that they would get rid of Brown before they got rid of Derek Carr. I agree with no. that, Derek. I, I could, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And, the re- and look, the bottom line to it is, you know why? Because Derek Carr could, probably hasn't opted out in the contract after this year. I mean, he got, he got like got like $27 million a year or something back in 16, 17, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what year it was, but he got like $25 million a year. And, yeah, I mean, Derek Carr's dead cap money's probably gone. I mean, there's no, there's no cap hit. you get rid of him, probably. But, you know, I mean, Oakland just gave Antonio Brown $30 million guaranteed dollars. And I just don't I, – I don't know if you're going to trade a guy you just you, – you gave him a third and a fifth. First of all, you gave him a third and a fifth to get him. And then you gave him $30 million on top of it. So, I, I don't know. It could happen, but if anybody's going to go, I think. I think it's Derek Carr. I agree with Bob on this one. All right, next up, the San Diego slash L.A. Chargers. Um, they're intriguing, and they're intriguing for all the wrong reasons because the the running back is gone. I is he, is he coming back? Bob, is, is, he, is he coming back? Is Melvin Gordon coming back or what? Like, I, I, I don't know. Is he, are they trading him? What, what's the deal with them? I don't think he's coming back. Um, I think they're probably of the mindset that they can move forward without him because most of the time when he was um, out last year, they still prospered. So they don't really need him. You know, if they have Phillip Rivers and supporting cast, they can get a running back to take uh, Melvin Gordon's place. I don't know that he gets signed this year. So I think he sits out this year, and then, you know, maybe he finds somewhere next year if he's traded or cut next year. Well, well, that that begs a question, Rob. I mean, what, you know, you know, the Zeke Elliott. Well, I you know what? No, that's a bad that's a bad question because Zeke Zeke Elliott's getting paid Sunday night or Monday at the latest Tuesday. I mean, the guy the guy's getting his money. I mean, come on, this is this is stupid now, Jerry. Like we we know you're just waiting until the final cuts are made to give him his money. Like so, never mind. Forget that question. Um, look, the the bottom line on the Chargers is Derwin Derwin James was a absolute beast last year. I mean, I, I, I remember, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I remember his game against Pittsburgh on a Sunday night with his coming out party. I mean, you know, I knew who he was, but that game, I mean, he was just flying all over the place, Make, you know, making interceptions, tackles, big hits, just impacting the game. And apparently he hurt his foot during preseason. He's going to, he's going to be out for a while. So, um, you know, I still like some of the parts in their defense. You know, they still can get after the quarterback, uh, being that, um, you know, they still have Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa to really get after people, and I think they're going to do a good job of that. I, I think I think the Chargers are going to be decent, but, you know, not help, having Derwin James, you know, over 100 tackles, few interceptions, and not having your stud running back, I mean, I got to take off some wins there. They, they, they're, they might be the second best, maybe, maybe the third best. Uh, so that's what I got on uh, the Chargers. Um, so, Uncle Trevor, what, what do you think? Yeah, I completely agree about losing the running back and losing the, the safety, Derwin James. And basically, the Chargers showed what they were last year 
when they went to New England and didn't need to compete. That game was over <laughs> after the first series. New England just walked all over them. <laughs> oh, that was that's, that's so a charger, bad. That's a charger oh, that I know and, and laugh at. And oh, you're gonna, man. You're gonna, they're gonna, I mean, they're going to be competitive. Philip Rivers is a good quarterback. Um, wow. I think they're going to fall back to the pack this year, maybe 9-7, 8-8. Eight eight. That injury to the safety is really going to hurt. And they'll hold out by the running back. And Philip Rivers isn't getting any, any younger either, so... But no, uh, the Chargers the Chargers had a great year. Then they went up there and they just embarrassed themselves in New England. And I think I think that's basically who they are. And they're not they're not they're not championship material. In my oh, man. well, I, well, yeah, I, I agree on that. But I, you know, well, what, what, my, what, the left of me talking. My, let's let's see what you think about the Chargers there. What, what do you think? I don't know. I, I have an affinity for Anthony Lynn. I'd like to see him do well, but I, I don't know that that's going to happen this year. Um, I, I think the Derwin James injury really is going to be uh, detrimental to their team. Uh, like I said, Melvin Gordon is not so much, but I think um, they're going to need all those pieces on defense to keep them in these games. So I don't, I don't see a lot of roses for San Diego this year. Um, I'm sorry, yeah. L.A. Chargers. <laughs> so and and quite, quite frankly, they should be back in San Diego because nobody in L.A. wants it. <laughs> oh, and by the way, just, by the way, Bob, I, I think, Bob, Uncle Trevor, I think the Chargers are going to be the first team in the history of the league to play 16 road games, if you understand what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, they got about 5,000 <laughs> people to come to the games. Oh, I mean, might see more yeah, no, 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 yeah. 5,000 5, people that wear, 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 the jer- wear their jersey. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. The extra twenty thousand people are rooting for the other team, which is the people who why come there. Think, people who come, the people who come there think they're seeing the Raiders, oh. and they actually, oh, is they the Raiders playing? Mm-hmm. But anyway, wait, the interject. The interject. See, that's not. The interject. <laughs> that last year, Pittsburgh, the Zebras had a big play in that Pittsburgh game with the Chargers last year. Oh no, that no, was no, no, yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. there's no doubt about it. That, that got false started. Oh, that was absolutely yeah. false started. There's no question. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, was, me and my, me was, we were watching it live. We were like, wait a minute. The, wait, wait. The man took four steps before the ball was snapped. That's called a false yeah. start. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> what was that? But yeah. they didn't, t- I didn't take away that Derwin James was just all over the place against you guys. Uh, but anyway. All right. Final, finally, in the AFC West. The Ozias' o- favorite team, the one Joe Flacco led, Denver Broncos. Uh, look, um, me being a Patriots fan, I-, I am very familiar with the Broncos. I get I get scared about the Broncos really because that defense always has just a way of keeping people in, keeping them in the game. And they have a tr- tremendous fans and tremendous home, fi- home field advantage up there. But look, the bottom line is their offense is ter- their offense ain't very good. Their offensive line ain't very good, and we'll see what Joe Flacco has because we we saw what they were with Case Keenum. Hey, Bob, were they very good with Case Keenum? <laughs> I mean, not they, at all. They weren't very good, were they? They they were so good they traded him over to Washington. Yeah, they yeah they 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 were so good. You, you traded him to the Washington Redskins so he could play play eight games before Haskins gets in. I mean, it, I mean, Case Keenum. We understand. Like, if you had stayed in Minnesota, you might it might have a different story. But they shipped your butt out of there for Kirk Cousins, and we saw how that went last year. So look, but look at, at some point, the Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos have got to find a quarterback here. Um. And Joe Flacco's 35 years old, folks. He's not getting any younger. So, you know, we got to, you know, the, the, there's going to have to be something uh, done with that. So, uh, those are my thoughts on the Broncos. Who, whoever wants to take it, who's next? Okay. Um, Denver is hard to really figure since they have a new coach and a new quarterback. And they're not, they do have talent on the defense. 
And Flacco, I mean, Flacco's not a bad, he's not a bad quarterback. He, um, he takes too many sacks. And um, he can throw the long ball good, but he takes too many sacks. And he's not very mobile. And um, he's in that trouble with the short pass. I, I don't know. There's something wrong with Flacco. He should be better than what he is. Because he he's big, he's got a strong arm. But this is something off. But I think it's definitely an upgrade from Case Keenum. And um, like I said, with this new coach, it's kind of hard to really know what kind of adjustment, how, how which way Denver's going to go. But I think they're, they're going to be a little bit better. And I think they're going to be in the, in the mix in that division. You, you think, what, do you think they'll be in the mix for a wild card spot? Because that, because we, because that's think, the I, I think, bottom yeah. I think, yeah, go ahead. I, I think Kansas City's a little bit overrated right now. They're going to come hmm. back down to the pack. Without a, without a running game, without a running game, Mahomes is, they're going to come after him. And he's hmm. not going to do as well as he did last year. <laughs> and Denver's, that Denver can get a pass rush. Order. Right, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Von, Von, look, Von Miller may be older, but Von Miller still plays for them. So, I mean, he's a tremendous player. So, I mean, if Von Miller's still there, the, the Broncos actually have a shot to be half decent. All right, all right, Mom, finish this off here on the AFC West. Okay, well, Trev, I can tell you what's wrong with Flacco. The problem is he got paid, so he's not hungry anymore. You know, he had a little bit of a yeah. push behind uh, it with Lamar Jackson behind him. Uh, and uh, then eventually starting, but yeah, he got paid. He's like, I got a Super Bowl ring, I have money in the bank, I'm good. That's what's wrong with Flacco. Well, now, well, maybe he's way, got something to prove still, maybe not. But, well, look, Bob, I'll, I'll let you keep going, but by the way, just look, after the 2012 season, look, Bob, your your guy may be in this scenario too. If the, if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year, okay, you don't pay Prescott, you're going to have to pony up for it. And that's what the Ravens did. Because how are you going to look at Joe Flacco after the playoff run that he had, which he was absolutely tremendous. By the way, he was not carried to a Super Bowl championship on the backs of Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. The guy, the guy threw 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions during that playoff run. I mean, he was just absolutely terrific. I give credit where credit is due. After, um, but... Since that Super Bowl, um, we thought he was he was stealing money because he wasn't any good, and the Ravens didn't make the playoffs but one time. But you know that that's the problem. And you're right; he did get paid, but unfortunately, when at that circum at, when those that situation came up after he won the title and was the Super Bowl MVP. Unfortunately for Baltimore, they had to vastly overpay for him. And they got rid of that contract, and now they got Lamar Jackson. So we'll see what they can do. And we'll see what he does in Denver. So, uh, But anyway, if you got any last words on the Broncos, you can go ahead. I, I hope for Ozias' sake that the Broncos will be good this year. Because I, I don't want to talk to him this year if they're not. <laughs> oh, I just I – just, just, the the comedy that I'm gonna get if the Broncos are not good, it's just gonna be, it, it, Bob. It's gonna be must must hear must hear phone calls. I mean, it's gonna be hilarious. I just I can't wait for that. Yeah, we, we right. probably can't put on FCC airwaves. Is there? No, no, we probably could. No, actually, 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 we could. We just have to warn people that yeah, there's there, there's some language that not may not be suited for all listeners. So it's okay. Anyway. The Always 100 Podcast, and that was the preview of the AFC West. The Always 100 Podcast is live tonight on Blog Talk Radio and blogtalkradio.com. The the guests on this show called in at the number of 347-857-4368. We are also on Apple Podcasts by searching Always 100 Podcasts in the iTunes Store. Uh, The next stop will be trying to get it on Spotify and SoundCloud for non-iPhone users, uh, so that that's also in the works as well. Okay, uh, 30 minutes left, so what, what we'll do is take a look at week one in college football, Mom. Uncle Trevor, college football is back, people. 
Yay! We won! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. College football's back. So, look, I'm going to set this up, and this is going to be a weekly thing because, you know, college football is back and people want to also know what big games are on as far as college is concerned. So we will look that up right now and just give me one second. Here we go. Uh, Well, first of all, the game that I have on is UCLA uh, host or at Cincinnati for week one. UCLA is in Cincinnati. Nothing, nothing game. UCLA driving first and goal at the 10-yard line. And Chip Kelly has got these people moving around left and right in some of the weirdest formations I've ever seen. Uh, The guy's black quarterback for UCLA. He just got a five-yard run there to like the four or five-yard line. It's second and goal, 10.49 to go in the first quarter. Okay, so that's one game that's on. Also, Uncle Trevor Tease, number one Clemson, defending champs, hosting Georgia Tech. Hey, uh, y'all, did y'all know that uh, Clemson's favored by 36? Wow. Only? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Clemson's favored by 36. I think that's a little much. I do too. I do too. I, I don't. I, I. I would. Uh, I would. Oh, look out! And uh, as we're talking, Cincinnati just got a fumble because of the UCLA quarterback. The ball slipped out of his hands, and Cincinnati just fell on it. So UCLA's drive ends with zero points after a five-minute drive. So. Uh, let's get back to the scoreboard here because, and Mom, get ready because the next uh, stop will be Throwback Thursday for you. Uh, All right. Coming up tonight as well, we got 17 Central Florida hosting Florida A&M. Central Florida is favored by 44. So, I mean, take Too that. Little. Take, well, yeah. Take of that what you want. Um, we also talked about number one Clemson already. Uh, tomorrow, 19 Wisconsin hosting South Florida. So that, that could be an, that could be a half decent game. And Saturday, here's where it really gets cracking. Five Ohio State hosting Florida Atlantic at noon. That's a Fox game here. Second rate Alabama hosting Duke. Nick Saban's ball club is favored by 34 and a half. Um, so yeah. Uh, also on Saturday in the top 25, seven rank number seven, Michigan, hosting Middle Tennessee State at 7.30. Michigan's fair by 34 and a half. And you want to talk about somebody that needs to get the job done. Hey, Jim Harbaugh, we're looking at you, man. Time for you to, it's time for you to win something here, buddy. Like, you know, we know you're a great coach. It's time for you to win something here in Ann Arbor. Uh, also, number three, Georgia on Saturdays hosting uh, Vanderbilt, actually, sorry, number three, Georgia's at Vanderbilt, and they're favored by 22 points. Uh, another non-top 25 stuff, Maryland, my Maryland Terrapins, Bob, woohoo! We're hosting Howard at noon on Saturday, <laughs> and that game will be on the on the phone at the farmers market, and I can't wait. Getting back to a playing sporting event. Uh, at work, it's a very it's a very cool thing, and uh, so we'll get back to that. Uh, also, in the ACC for you, mom. Let me see right here for you. Pitt's playing Virginia right this week, mom. Pitt's playing Virginia, right? That's right. Right. Uh, Their debut yep, on that's... the ACC network. Yep. Luckily that for is... luckily. Yeah, go ahead. Luckily for Pitt. The game is blacked out in Pittsburgh, so the fans are going to be forced <laughs> to go to the game. Ah, real funny. You got jokes. You got jokes, Tati, little brother. Uh, well, well, for, for people who can watch the ACC Network, Virginia's favored by two and a half at Pitt, Saturday at 730 on the ACC Network. Also, Monday at 8 o'clock, number nine, Notre Dame at Louisville. And that, I think that's an ESPN game on Labor Day. So those are just some of the big games going on this weekend in college football. All right, Bob, here we go. Quick throwback Thursday. Let's hit it.
All right, Throwback Thursday game features the Chiefs and the Packers. So our little oh. history lesson is based on their history starting. So please tell me how many times these teams – I'm sorry. Well, I'll tell you, it's been 12 games. Uh, tell me who leads the series, what the score is, you know, wins and losses. That's number one. And then tell me how many times these teams have played in the postseason. Go ahead, Trev. Well, they've only played one time. That was in Super Bowl One. The Green Bay rolled, rolled over Kansas City, 35 to 10. But as far as wow. um, the, the series, that's a tough one. Ah, wow. Wow. I'd have to um, – I have to go with Kansas City, maybe seven to five. Okay, Trent. Yeah, Quinn? yeah. Uh, I I agree. The postseason one is very easy. That's Super Bowl one. They only play one time. Uh, at Green Bay, beat the brakes off them. Absolutely. Um, as far as the series, yeah, I. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go Green Bay eight to four. Honestly, I I I really have no idea on that one. Okay, so Kansas City leads seven four and one tie out of the twelve games that they played. And yes, the wow. first time they played was in Super Bowl one. The Packers did win thirty five to ten over the Chiefs, January fifteenth, nineteen sixty seven. Cool. So, cool, cool, cool. And then the coaches, of course, were Hank Schramm and Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi. Yep. Uh, and by the way, before you go on to the next one, Cincinnati just scored a touchdown. One of their tight ends there just caught a 16-yard touchdown. Cincinnati's about to go up 7 to nothing. So the UCLA turnover proves costly in week. Well, actually, no, they're not. I lied. I Wait, no, 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 he made it. No, he, it looked like he hooked it. But no, the guy uh, made the field goal there. So Cincinnati uh, capitalizes on the fumble by the UCLA quarterback. So, good. All right, second question. When was the first regular season meeting between these two teams, and where was the game held? Go ahead, Quinn. Um, I'll go, well, I'll go Lambeau Field. For the venue, uh, uh, 1965, I don't know. I I really don't know. Wow, that's a tough one. That one I don't know. Basically, it had been after 1970 because of the merger. But, wow. That's true. Ah, That's true. uh, Let me say 1973 in Kansas City. Okay, you were close. So the first game was uh, October 14th, 1973, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was uh, not in Lambeau wow. Field. Huh. Wow, it was, uh, it was in Wisconsin. It was just in Milwaukee. Interesting. Yes. Why was that? Why was that? Did they tell you I why? I have no that idea. Was? They used no, to play no, I, I, in Milwaukee. No, they used to play home games in Milwaukee back then. Huh, okay. They used to play the Milwaukee, Brewers, the Milwaukee Brewers home stadium. Used to be, they played for Green Bay. Green Bay played home games in that stadium for a long time. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. That's cool. Well, That's thank really you, cool. Mr. Encyclopedia. Cool, that was cool, a, cool. I did not know that piece of trivia. <laughs> All right. There we go. Yeah, but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No problem. <laughs> Uh, all right. Let's, all right. So, what's, what's final question. Final question. What was the significance of the Packers' 2007 win over Kansas City? Wow. Trev, try that one. Oh, boy. Um, wow. That's a tough one. Uh, what, Brett Favre's final win in Green Bay? Okay, Quinn, what do you think? Chiefs-Packers 
Charlotte. Um, uh, a coach like that. Kansas City wasn't any good, so it had to be something with Green Bay. I'm, um, maybe Green Bay is like thousand to win as a franchise. I really, I, I don't really know. It's got to be something along those lines, but oh, I'm not really sure. I don't know either. All right, so the significance of that game was Green Bay did win. And with that win, Brett Favre had something in common with your Tom Brady and Peyton Manning as the only quarterback to beat all other 31 teams while playing with one team. Wow. That's, that's huh. good. I didn't, that's a good one. That's impressive. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, first of all, First of all, Uncle Trevor, I agree with you. I was never going to guess that. But, wow, so Brett, so Favre beat all 32 teams playing for the Green Bay Packers. Huh. And the only – Well, you're he saying beat the 31 only two, teams because he played – Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat 31 yeah. teams because he played with 32nd uh, teams. Well, 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 so. well, actually, no. No, actually, no, that's not, that's not entirely true because he did beat the 32nd team because he – because – he already beat the Vikings as a member of the Packers, and then he turned around and beat the Packers as a member of the Vikings. Because then that would be the 32nd right, but that's team. Right, but that, that wasn't my question. My, my question yeah, was okay, I understand. that 2007 I understand. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand. So, I understand. so basically, that, yeah. That's impressive, though. I, I, yeah, I, I would never guess that. Wow. Wow. Okay, cool. So, all right, Mom, that's, that was uh, Throwback Thursday for this week hosted by Mom, and giving us a big history lesson on the Packers and the Chiefs. And one more break to tell you that the Always 100 podcast is live on Blog Talk Radio on blogtalkradio.com. The the full edited podcast of the show will be live on iTunes by searching Always 100 Podcast in the iTunes store. Subscribe, like, listen, comment. I would love the feedback to make this show the best sports show out there, and that's what we're striving to make it. Okay. 18 minutes to go. Four teams, NFC West. Let's get it. If we have time, we'll give our thoughts on uh, Andrew Luck, which was an absolute shock. So let's uh, we'll, we'll rapid fire this thing. First team in the NFC West, uh, I'm going to start with the Arizona Cardinals because Look, they're not they're not very good. Kyler Murray, I think Kyler Murray's going to be good, but it won't be immediately because have we seen Arizona's offensive line? It's it's like I, I think hey mom, I think one of those cones that they that that they have construction when they, when they do construction right, they have the big old orange cones. Hey mom, I think those orange cones would probably block Kyler Murray better than the Arizona offensive hey. line. See, so I, I, I mean, seriously, <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, bro. I mean, it's just, it's just so bad. I mean, they they can't block for you. So, you know, kind of, you know, kind of is what it is when it comes to that. I I just, uh, I I don't. I think the Cardinals are going to be pretty bad this year, and it'll take a couple years. And the person I feel sorriest for is Larry Fitzgerald because Larry don't want to give it up and go go on a winning team and get him a Super Bowl that he richly deserves. And that that's the sad part about it. So, all right, go ahead, uh, Bob. Yeah, I, I wish that uh, my man Larry would have a successful year. But, yeah, he should have retired a while ago. <laughs> it's just been downhill for him, not, not personally because he's still a very good wide receiver, but it's the parts around him are just abysmal. I mean, and I don't see it getting any better this year. So uh, I think, well, I, I believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is a little better. I think that San Francisco will be number three in the division. Uh, but I definitely think that the Cardinals will be bottom of the barrel this year once again. And, and, and Kyler Murray will be running for his life most of the season. I don't know I don't know. I don't think you have much to say about them. He's probably probably agree with us, probably. I mean, I watched Arizona against Minnesota, and Arizona's offense didn't look that bad last week. I think, you know, if Kyler Murray shows that he can be a winner for that team, 
you'd be surprised how that can elevate the play of the of the teammates. Everyone's saying the offensive line is so bad. I mean, New England's offensive line is good, really good for one reason, because they, they're elevated by the person they're protecting. You have somebody back uh, there that's really good. You can elevate players around you. So, you know, we'll wait, wait and see on Arizona. I'm, I'm still concerned about Kyler Murray's height, really. I, I think he's too short, but he's got a rocket of an arm. And, he and does. He does have a rocket. Him. That's for sure. Yeah. And he does. He does have a rocket. I. I. Yeah. No so I, I feel, right. You know, you got to wait and see how this new coach affects this team. Yeah. I. I'm not real sure about Kingsbury either. I mean, I. They. They ran Steve Wilkes out of there. I didn't really. I didn't really like that too much. But uh, we'll we'll get to that at another date and time. Uh. All right, Mom, we're coming to you here. Uh, the Seattle – actually, you know what? You know what? No, we'll keep the Rams and the Seahawks for later. Uh, the 49ers, Mom, with, with my guy, Jimmy G, coming off an ACL tear. So, what, what are your thoughts on what San Francisco – I know you teased it a little bit. But what, what do you think San Francisco is going to be doing this year? Yeah, I think they're going to be the third position. I, I think that Jimmy G might be a little bit of hype, Quinn. I don't know. I, I didn't see enough of his uh, work last year to know whether or not he's all hype and got the money for nothing. I like Nick Mullins, though, last year. He was actually pretty good for them. So if Jimmy Great. G doesn't actually perform, um, they still have a, a, another good quarterback that can take over and lead that team. Um, as much as I hate to admit it, I think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are putting them in the position to win. Uh, so Absolutely. I think yeah. they're, still in, they're still rebuilding, but uh, I think not enough to contend this year. Uh, they will, they'll be number three in the division. All right, Uncle Charlie, what, what are you thinking about the 49ers here? I think the 49ers, I think, I think they have a chance to surprise people this year. I, I mean, I, I like the, the coach they have. He's a good offensive mind. And, I watched one of the preseason games, and the defense really was looking very violent out there, very physical and very violent. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, 49ers, I, well, yeah, I guess you got to see what Garoppolo does for a full season because nobody has yet. So it's really hard to, to make a prediction regarding him. And he might, if he gets hurt again, who's their backup? So, but I, right. 49ers might be a little bit better this year. They should be better than what, what they were last year. Well, and the, re- and the reason why I, I I agree with you, Trevor, really is because but look, the, the, it's really contingent upon Jimmy G's health. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, the guy, well, the guy's made a paper mache. I mean, he really, really is. I mean, like he is brittle. Like, and he and he looks like he's got some size to him. I I know he works out. I mean, he looks like he's stoutly built. Like he's built. Like he's solid, but. I mean, he—that was the problem in New England. I mean, truthfully, because if honestly, if Jimmy G had stayed healthy, I promise you, Belichick would have traded Tom Brady's butt to San Francisco. I, I, I really like. I, I really think that if Jimmy G wasn't like as made of paper mache and, and, and all that good stuff, I really think he could right now be the starting quarterback for the Patriots because it was all leading toward Tom Brady getting traded to somewhere in the NFC. Like, Tom, name your spot. Name your spot. We'll trade you here. Like, because Jimmy G was a successor. I fully believe that in my heart. We'll never know because, one, the guy got hurt during the four-game stretch when Brady was out and all that other stuff. But, Look, if the guy stays healthy, he's got the talent to be really, really good, and he got paid on future production, not what he did. But people should know that, hey, his, um, you know, the 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 real bulk of this contract is up after this year. If the Forty ers really want to get rid of him, I think it's like only like a four million dollar cap hit. I'll I'll be sure to look it up and make sure we get the accurate numbers on that. But I don't think the cap hits very much. Uh, with that contract. So Garoppolo's got a lot to prove here as as far as the 49ers are concerned. 
because I don't think they're going to be in contention for the NFC wild card, but they're not going to be as bad as everyone thinks. Contingent, of course, upon Garoppolo's health and maybe the defense playing a little bit better. So we'll just have to wait and see. Next on the list in the NFC West, the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, I got a lot to say about the Rams, and I'll uh, be quick and I'll let you guys take over. But, look, um, first of all, Jared Goff. Jared Goff, you, you really owe Sean McVay, boy, because that, that was um, – Mom, he needs to give back money. He needs to give back money for that Super Bowl performance. That that was so terrible. I mean, I mean, Jared Goff, you even played even 5% better than you did I'm pretty sure the Rams win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's how awful you played. You, you got you got to redeem yourself for that one. Worst play, Super Bowl and, ever. And, and by the way, and by the way, also that had a lot to do with um, that had a lot to do with our defense being just just playing their their hearts out in the game of the year that absolutely nobody was expecting, including even the most diehard and devout fan like me. Nobody expected the Patriots defense to pull that out. But Jared Goff, you got you Jared Goff's got to prove something in the playoffs again because the Rams will be in the playoffs. Also, Todd Gurley's health. I mean, the guy's got the guy's got knee problems. He, he you know, he and I, I think the ACL tear in college, I, I maybe it didn't heal all the way, but it's causing him problems, and he's a really good running back, and he got paid all that money, and I think that's the problem because he got paid all that money, and he can't stay on the field. So, I mean, the Rams overpaid for a guy that's, uh, you, you know, so that's really where I'm at on the Rams, and not to mention the fact that they probably shouldn't have been in the Super Bowl to begin with last year, but... uh Look, Sean McVay's got a really good team out there. Uh, Mom, what, what, what do you think on the Rams here? Well, I think that they really did luck up and get into the Super Bowl last year. Um, they were good. Jared Goff is no longer really considered a bust, but he has a lot of room to grow. So I'm sure he and McVay will be working to get his skills up so they can continue to prosper but I don't know. I'm not sold that they're going to represent the NFC again this year in the Super Bowl. I think that they're going to be defeated, and I think if they get far enough, my Cowboys will take care of them. So that's a whole other story. Uh, but the, the Rams are good. I love their defense. And mm-hmm. I, I do like Todd Gurley as well. I mean, so I like parts of the Rams, but I don't think they're that dominant force that they need to be in order to be Super Bowl champs. And that, that Super Bowl last year was just, as I said, one of the worst I had ever seen. I was just so upset with that game because uh, they should have and could have beaten New England, and they didn't. I, I think the stage was just too big for them, maybe because they felt like they shouldn't have been there because of the New Orleans game. I don't know. But they just did not play their A game last year. Uh, so they should be trying to uh, – get back their swag from last year and and then add on to it. But I, I don't see them as being very solid. So um, hmm. I'm thinking Seattle's hmm. going to be number one. So I, I'm picking the Rams as number two, two slot this year. They wow. might be a wild card, but they're not going to win the division. Whoa. All right, Uncle Trevor, that, that, that was a lot there from mom there. What, 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 are, you, what are you thinking? Um, I don't know. Todd Gurley not playing much at the end of the season. That's the main reason why the Rams, you know, didn't do much in the Super Bowl or really. I mean, they beat the Cowboys. They just pushed – they blew down off the ball the whole game. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. second string running back, they dominated the Dallas off the line. It was just – it was just – I couldn't believe what I was watching. I don't yeah, know neither dealer could I. Really. Quarterback. I yeah, that was yeah. Way, yeah, that was oof. yeah. That, right. that yeah, Dallas got to get them Todd back Gurley, that one. Yeah. Todd Gurley is their offense really, and since 
he's almost. I mean, is he actually done? Is he finished as a court, running back? You know, I mean, he wasn't playing. Uh, we were getting, we weren't no, getting I don't, a solid I think season. I think he'll be back, but I don't know how good he'll be. He he might make it half the season. I don't think he's going to make the whole season. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I mean but you – but, I mean, like, I'll let you finish on the show, but you gave a guy $57 million who can't stay on the field. He can't stay on the well, field, and the Rams actually have a shot to win the title if you stay on the field. Like, the, you the, have the, knee issues. The problem was – the issue was, what was his injury? I never knew what his injury was. So you saw him on the sideline not playing while they had the backup playing. Like, what, what's wrong with them? So it was well, well, strange. Yeah, it really was. I, well, I part, I really think it was his his same knee he tore his ACL on. I, I really think that, that was the knee that was acting up. Now, do I know that for a fact? No, I don't. But uh, apparently, from what I heard last year, it was probably some knee – it was his knee problems that really was was the issue. Now, you know, I just I just don't because if the guy's on the field, he's if not the best running back. I mean, he's maybe number two, maybe, but he's never on the field enough. Like I, I don't really know what you want me to say about him. Like he's got to be on the field. So, so anyway, all right. Last one, four minutes. Four-minute warning here on the last one. We'll start with Uncle Trevor, Seattle Seahawks. What, what, what are your thoughts there on Seattle real quick? Oof. And in Seattle, they lost their best receiver. I think Doug Baldwin retired. They yep, sure did. They yep. didn't have a good receiving core to begin with. I I don't know who hmm. in the running game. I'm not sure how good that is. And the defense has lost. Hmm. What Sherman? They've lost. What Chancellor? They yeah, lost. Chancellor retired. Yeah, I can't really envision Seattle be. They're not a contender, that's for sure. Right. Russell Wilson. Yeah. We talked about him before about him, you know, being really good at the end of games. But right, I I, I think Seattle, in the middle of the road, in my opinion. Hmm. All right, Bob. What, what do you think, real quick, on Seattle? What do you think? You think they're going to be pretty good, huh? Yeah, I, I, I do. Yes, they, they lost. They lost uh, Doug Baldwin. They lost Earl Thomas. You know, on their defense, uh, they lost yeah. a few other pieces. But I think they've got some young guys behind them that Pete Carroll's been grooming to take over anyway. So um, I think that they'll make up for it. So uh, look. I don't know who Russell's going to throw to, but I do know Russell's got a lot of money, so he's going to have to really carry this team on his back. And, uh, you know, <laughs> he get it sure done. does. Woo wee. He sure so he does. He may have to throw the ball and catch it himself, you know. That boy's rich. He got a lot Woo. of money. Yeah. Man, he's so, rich. But did, but did he get that contract in lieu of actually getting good pieces around him? We'll, we'll see. We'll see how they manage that. But uh, I think they'll find a way to that. get it done. Well, that, that's the same issue, Brett. Uh, Brett Favre. That's the same issue Rogers uh, is going to have in Green Bay. So I mean, and that's that's what Jerry Jones is trying to fight against because he knows that with paying Dak, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, Jerry Jones may like him and all that, but look, you got to keep a team around you, man. If I pay you, if I pay you forty million dollars, I mean, you may as well say goodbye to your entire defensive line, your entire receiving core. And all that good stuff. But look, uh, in in about sixty seconds, look, I'm gonna say, Seattle. I think Seattle's gonna be Seattle's the Baltimore of uh, the the NFC. I mean, they 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 were so bad for half the year. And then you look up, oh yeah, Seattle's in the playoffs again. What? What? Wait, how did how did? Wait a minute, how did Seattle make the playoffs again? How did that happen? Wait a minute, like how did that happen? Like, you shouldn't be in the playoffs. You're not that good. Like, but Pete Carroll's done a tremendous job. And, uh, look, the bottom line is, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, you owe the Seahawks for making the stupidest call in NFL history. You, people still haven't gotten over that. Um, so, you know. You're right about it, that. It's going to be one of, it, it's gonna be one of those things, Pete Carroll. I mean, you're going to make the playoffs, but – 
hey, at the bottom line is Seattle's going to be a contender probably for a wild card. I think the Rams just win that division by default. But, look, my the British producer's back in my ear again. Look, next week, prediction show. I think, Mom, what, what were you thinking, Monday or Tuesday? What, when's the prediction show? When do you want to do that? Well, depending on – well, it depends on our fantasy football draft, but I'm thinking probably Tuesday. All right, Tuesday. And then week one is Thursday, so we'll be back on to preview week one. It's been the Always 100 podcast. See you next week, guys. Peace.